Welcome everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. We are recording in a time of quarantine and complete and total oddness and wackiness. And I'm mentioning that because it's just the context that I think is required for anyone who's listening to any, any, anything that comes out right now. I am really honored to be here with my guest today. Her name is Natalie Susie. And Natalie, I want to welcome you to the podcast and thank you for being with me today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. That's such a beautiful little intro there. I love, I haven't heard someone say caca since I was little. <laughs> That's a total, like I grew up with that term. <laughs> yep. That's it's all about going through caca and coming and out on the other side. I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm beautiful to be here. Awesome. So Natalie, I'm going to give you the mic to introduce yourself. Let us know who are you? Where are you from? Um, where are you now? Because I know those are two different things. And what keeps you busy during the day? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So again, my name is Natalie Susie. I am uh, the way I sort of introduce myself in the most efficient and effective way is just that I'm uh, a teacher by trade and as cliche as this sounds by heart as well. That's what I'm meant to do on this planet. Um, I was teaching at San Diego State many years ago. I was laid off in the California budget cuts and I was drinking a margarita one day and thought, I could do something different uh, with it. And this was before the skinny girl craze. So I just uh, was naively optimistic. I had always wanted to start a business and I didn't have any teaching opportunity at the time. So I created this company in the food and beverage industry. I sold it. Um, and now I'm back to teaching. I teach a class called The Pursuit of Happiness. Um, my teachings over the last six years have all been in the personal development space, I'm obsessed with questions like why we do what we do and uh, what makes people, what, what triggers patterns and stuck points get in people's way. Um, and circling back to kind of how we're here on this call right now is that um, I do coaching and consulting now. I teach a class called The Pursuit of Happiness and I help people get through their stuck points and all of my lessons came from breakups. So I tell people like my business breakups and my personal breakups were the, the, what I call like the ditch moments in my life, the dark, dreary, super challenging individual dark moments that caused me to level up and raise my consciousness and put a ton of processes and practices and mindset shifts in place that I help other people do now in their own life. So that's kind of how we're here. <laughs> Thank goodness for the ditch moments. <laughs> they really are gifts and they may not feel that way when they're happening, but they really truly are gifts. They totally feel like you're in a ditch and you don't know how you're going to get out or how long it's going to take. And it's all about putting the process in place to, to step out from it. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Rock on. So Natalie, as you know, this is a podcast by and for mostly women and a few awesome men who have gone through absolute caca. Yeah. I could call it trauma. I could call it life shattering experience, but I like caca because it's like, first of all, we can poke a little fun at our tragedy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and second of all, I just like the word caca. So <laughs> will you please summarize for us, Natalie, what you went through and what was the worst part? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So the, the ditch moment terminology came around, um, about seven days before I turned 30. So I'm now um, I have spent um, 
three years, uh, sorry, I'm 36 and I've spent half of my life, um, half of my thirties in relationship and half of my thirties single. Mm -hmm. And so seven days before I turned 30, I was uh, dating who I thought was the love of my life. I was with him for four years and he was also from my hometown, which is Delaware. I live in San Diego. I've been there for 13 years now. Um, but he was a soulmate in some ways, right? And he called me one day and basically said, you know, this is no longer working for me. And we broke up. It was seven days before my 30th birthday. And at the same time, um, my business was totally failing. Um, the business was the thing that had gotten in, in the way of the relationship. Um, and all three of the jobs that I was doing to keep my head above water all uh, left at the same time. So everything in my world <laughs> fell apart at the exact same time. Right. And I was just brought to my knees. I was, you know, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I had just gone off of antidepressants. I was on antidepressants for like 10 years of my life. And I had just gotten off of them six months before, not knowing all of this stuff was oh, going on. Oh, no, that's bad timing. <laughs> really bad timing. But it, but it wasn't, right? It was actually perfect because it forced me all by myself. I'm sitting in San Diego totally by myself. I didn't really have a ton of friends in the moment that everybody was in transition. So like everybody had kind of moved. My parents were on these coasts. My boyfriend was, was not my boyfriend anymore. None of my jobs were there and my business was failing. And so that was the first breakup of my thirties. That was just where the ditch moment phrase came from. Um, I had a second breakup when I was 33, about, again, like a month before my 33rd birthday. My birthday's in July. And that relationship was a totally different breakup. It was with this really beautiful human who I just simply wasn't ready for. Yeah. Um, and I, I just wasn't ready for all the beautiful things he was providing. And that was a whole type of a different breakup. Yeah. And the fallout of that breakup, like that was the first moment I realized how regret felt and how, what a low vibration that that feeling and that emotion is and how much it can destroy everything when you feel regret around something. Totally. And then in, um, when I turned 35, I had a, you know, another breakup and that was a, a totally different type of breakup. That was where I was really all in and the other person on the other side of it was really not ready. So I have this, this understanding and this awareness around relationships and that you sort of always experience what the other person must have been experiencing. Like, I think that's part of life. Like we, that the law of karma is very real. And, uh, I think that it's so important to treat people the way you want to be treated because you will eventually feel like it, what it is to be on the other side of that. And, um, so, so those are like sort of the, the three big caca moments and the blessings that came out of each one of those is extraordinary. And I wouldn't change anything. And I feel no longer regrets. I don't feel any anger. I don't feel any resentment. I've cleaned it all up. I've healed a lot of it. And I'm super grateful for all of those people and all of the lessons they taught me. Um, and it took a long time to get there, but I've done a ton of work around it. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to share what some of that looked like too. But um, I'm here to tell anybody that's listening to this right now, and I know I'm talking on and on, but it's so important for me it, to really understand that whatever your moment you're in right now, whatever your ditch moment individually looks like right now, um, there is a lesson there. It is part of your soul journey. You choose to believe the spiritualness of it, which I do. It is part of your spiritual journey. There is a lesson there for you, and you will come out on the other side, and you will be grateful for these people eventually, no matter how angry you are at them right now. Mm. Um, and it will take time, but it's possible. Yes. I have so much to say after that. 
but this is about you. <laughs> so much to say. You mentioned, Natalie, that you've cleaned it up. You've done a lot of, you did a lot of work and you are um, on the other side of something. So it sounds like, it sounds like you're talking about three different ditch moments. You're talking about three different breakups and that you individually, you got to the other side of, of those breakups, of those relationships. But it also sounds like you're talking about something bigger that you are on the other side of. So I'd like to talk about that just for a minute. Absolutely. Because it takes a warrior and a lot of strength to pull ourselves through one ditch moment. Yeah. Right. And it, I think that it takes a different kind of warrior strength to do the work that it takes to kind of get out of, of what might feel like a pattern of multiple ditch moments happening and doing that kind of inner work and maybe even outer work too that it takes to, to get to the other side of maybe that kind of era in our life. Yeah. So let's talk about where you are now. And I'm going to ask you, what is the best thing about being on that other side? Mm -hmm from where you're sitting right now? So the simplest way I can explain this is um, getting out of a ditch moment and into, so getting out of the dark and stepping into the light is, it really comes down to how do I move from a place of fear to a place of love, right? How do I move from a place of fear to a place of love? And I ask myself this question all day long, all the time. How do I do this from a place of love instead of fear? And I actually imagine it as like a bucket. Like I'm in this space right now. I can feel it in my body. I'm heavy on my heart. This is where all my stress sits. Um, I used to get migraines. I used to have low back pain. So like the first thing you want to do is kind of assess like, um, where is it in my body? Where's the stress showing up in my body where I'm in a fear-based state and kind of address that and, and breathe into it or stretch it out or just kind of be aware of how it's physically affecting your body and, um, and moving into a love-based place. And what that kind of looks like, I think is, is sorry, answering more of your question because I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, is um, when you're coming from a place of love, you're in acceptance of what is, you feel light in your body, and you really trust. Now, I want to also be really clear with this. This was all caca to me. What I'm saying right now was all BS. I don't know if we can curse on this podcast, so I'll try to avoid it. But it really was all bullshit until this very recently, until probably in the last like nine months. Um, so I speak to you and I, I say that very honestly because we're always in a constant state of learning and we're always still evolving. So just because I'm here and I'm saying this podcast, I feel like I'm on the other side of it, doesn't mean there's not still moments, doesn't mean I don't still fall into old patterns. It's just for the majority of the time, I can look at a situation now, I can ask myself the question, how do I come from a place of love instead of fear? And how do I, how, I, I know that I wanna feel light about life, I wanna have faith, I wanna trust, I wanna feel accepting. Um, and so there's, there's a whole lengthy, I mean, I can share way, way more on this too. And, and people are happy to, you know, welcome to reach out to me to talk about this more, but I have a whole process in place for getting at this kind of stuff now. Mm -hmm. Right. And the first piece is really assessing where it sits in your body, breathing into it, understanding how you really want to feel and what are the mindset shifts that have to take place. And I'll, I'll just say one more thing. The first thing I think to understand is that everybody is doing the best that they can in the moment that they're in. 
And if they're being really crappy to you, it's because of their own set of experiences, their own patterns, stuck points and triggers, their own life patterns. Like it really has nothing to do with you. It might feel like it has to do with you because you're experiencing it. Um, but it's not actually about you in most of these cases. And I know that sounds really hard to understand and it's harsh. It, it feels like it could be harsh in some ways, but I only say that in the sense of like, you got to just go inward and worry about yourself and like, and not worry, like, like go inward and, and try to understand, um, unpack it for yourself before you try to understand the other person. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And there's so much to this. There's so yeah. much this we could have we could have a, a three-day long podcast a, a three-year-long podcast on this stuff but i love natalie the clarification that you made that people who are quote on the other side or who have done the hard work um, personal development work inner work all of that it's not stuff that that completely prevents you from going back to the caca it's not you know like we still we still we we coaches mm -hmm. i mean there's a coach out there who who acts as though they're perfect and the most enlightened you know being in the world it might be really hard to work with them right like we're human beings and our our saboteurs come back and we still sabotage our ourselves and all that stuff so and i also love that you said you used to think that this come out of fear and into love stuff was was bullshit before totally um yeah. and uh and that's important mm -hmm. that's important because it's very because it's 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 human and understandable to think that absolutely um so what i want to what i want to ask you now is who perhaps is another warrior like you who has an amazing epic comeback story and who would be a good guest on this podcast i i, I find that women who are who are kick-ass people who've come through tough stuff they tend to band together and kind of inspire each other so does anyone come to mind for you you know it's beautiful and I have so many beautiful women warriors in my life. Um, the first one that I would say who I think you would just love chatting with is my, she's actually my mentor. She's my life coach. Um, her name's Mika and uh, Bella Pede, and she wrote a book on happiness. And I don't want to give too much of her story away, but I, I think she'd be an incredible human to have on here. She's beautiful inside and out. And she's taught me a lot of the lessons that I have learned on this stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will definitely get in touch with her and thank you for that. Of course. Sweet. So really the essence here and you have provided, you provided already some answers to this question. What is one piece of advice that you would give to people who are listening right now? This is our audience, people who are going through the caca and the muck right now. They're going through something that they're not sure how they're going to get out of and they're not sure if they're going to get out of it and to the other side, even though there's plenty of proof that people go through hard things. Yeah. None of that really necessarily matters to you when you're in the thick of it. So what advice would you give to people who are in that place right now? So the first thing I would say is you want to start meditating. I know that this is annoying to hear because if you're in the middle of it, you do not feel like meditating. I get it. Um, there is a ton of scientific studies that go way beyond the spiritual woo-woo stuff that prove that this helps reset, it helps calm, it helps give you an opportunity to uh, reframe things. It is a miracle uh, exercise to do. It is the thing. When I was laying on my floor at 30 years old 
uh, when everything had fallen apart. That is the moment I picked up meditation and a lot shifted in my life as a result within six months. So I always tell people that there is a reason why all the people in all the land over thousands of years come back to meditation. Okay. And it's scientifically proven. It is not just spiritual work. Um, so if you need that kind of spirit science stuff behind it to get you to do it, three minutes a day can totally shift your life. And it really does shift your, your mindset, your life, everything. Um, that's number one. The second piece that I would just add to is trying to stack. One of the exercises that I do is called a relationship stacking and it, um, helps you put all the people together that you've dated or all the people that you've had tough moments with in your life, because everything comes back to our relationships and you stack them and look for the patterns and the triggers and the stuck points. And when you can start to uncover the patterns in your life, you can start to uncover what your, what your lessons are here and you can start to shift and, and create proactive ways of managing instead of reactive ways of managing. So it's about meditation and it's about self-awareness and self-reflection um, and, and thinking the patterns, where have I been in this situation before? When have I last made the statements that I'm making right now that I'm complaining to all my friends about, or that I'm crying about, or the sentences that are coming through my head that are beating my, myself down? Where have those things happened to me before? And how do I shift from here? And, and what's the opposite? What could I literally say to myself that's the opposite of the crappy things I'm saying right now to help me shift my perspective? I also want to say that this doesn't I know this sounds like it's impossible to do right now. I really, really get it. Um, and that's why I come back to meditation because when you meditate, it'll help make it easier for you to do the other things. Yes, 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 and yes. And this relationship stacking is an exercise I've never heard of before. It sounds, what I like about it is it's not kind of go to a therapist and explore. Like it's, it, it has a structure to it, right? It has steps like do this, then do this, then do that. And I can completely see myself getting out a notebook. I see, I see my notebook right over there mm -hmm. and I could get out my notebook and I could do this. Yeah. Got steps. It's concrete. I love that. Mm -hmm. And what I thought about when you were describing it, Natalie, is that are the people in our lives, the people we've already had relationships with, whether we think of them as failed relationships, and that's, that's a really awful word to use when you describe a relationship, but they are the people that we've known before and that we've dated before or um, you know, been married to before, whoever, whatever, they are our teachers. Yes. They are, and, and you've spoken about, about you being a natural, spiritual, soulful teacher. That is your purpose on the planet. And I am working in my own personal development right now on viewing the people in my life who I've had difficulty with as being my greatest teachers. Teachers of lessons that I need to learn on my own relational and spiritual journey. And the more trouble there's been, probably the, the, maybe like the, the more lessons there are there and the, the teachings that make us wiser, that make us stronger. And if we think about the people in our past as being, as being people we need to be regretful about or just kind of shrink away from or deny that we ever even knew them, we're missing out on a huge opportunity hundred million percent. I agree. That's, that's the thing that shifted everything for me was being able to look at any sort of situation, but really the tough ones and going, thank you. 
thank you so much for teaching me those lessons. And I, I, it feels really challenging and it happens when it's meant to, it happens when you're ready for it. But when, when you can look at someone, you've had a lot of fear-based emotion around anger, frustration, resentment, and you can really get like, hey, uh, having those emotions really does negatively impact me. And it doesn't serve anybody and it doesn't support anything. It is actually a total waste of emotion. It's a total waste of time. It's a total waste of energy. It's not getting me where I want to go. When you can really get that. And then you can look at them and be like, wow, I learned this thing or I met this new person or I or did this new practice as a result of the pain that person caused me. I'm really grateful for that teacher there. They were a really good life teacher and they, they pulled up a soul lesson. There's a book called The Journey of Souls that really is what shifted everything for me on this one person I was having a challenging moment organizing all this with. Um, so I highly recommend that book too. Great. The Journey of Souls. Yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. Absolutely. And yes. And I, I work with women who are emerging from or have emerged from a high conflict divorce. Mm -hmm. And I would say that there's so much that opens up for my clients when they reach a place and it's not about forgiveness. It's not necessarily at all about forgiveness. Forgiveness can, to, can come in time and can be so amazing and healing. Um, but we have to be ready. We have to be in a place where we're able to forgive both ourselves and another person. Yeah. But the learning can happen at any moment, even if you're, you know, maybe not if you're in the midst of kind of the traumatic phase of the relationship, but the learning can happen at any time. And I think, and I know from my clients' experiences, as well as my own experience, that it's that moment when you've come full circle to being able to feel gratitude toward your former partner, mm -hmm. that so much, about, so much in your future and in your, and in your now just opens up. Like the, the horizon opens up. That's right. And it's, it's all about understanding how that sits in, in the body and stuff too, because when you're in a fear-based place, it affects your body. So it affects, affects how you physically present and which affects the external world, right? It's that emotion, uh, thoughts equals feelings equals actions equals external reality, right? You have positive thoughts, you have a positive experience of the world, negative thoughts and kind of negative experience. And so the, the quicker you get past the resistance the fear-based emotions, the quicker your life is going to open up um, in a more positive way. And it really is that simple. And it really does sound crazy when you're in the middle of it. Like it just doesn't make any sense when you're in the middle of it. I want to just keep repeating that because I think it's so important for people to understand that I have totally, I get it. I get that this doesn't make sense, but one day it will and it'll click. You just have to trust that. Yeah. And you have to be open to it, right? You have to be open to it. Even if it sounds like total bullshit. Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to see my ex-husband as my greatest teacher and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be filled with gratitude for him or her, my ex-wife, whatever, like my ex-girlfriend. Um, it may sound like bullshit. Absolutely. And it probably does. Mm -hmm. But if you're open to the possibility, if you're open to considering, if you're open to entertaining and I think what gets people there is that they're in so much freaking pain that they're going to be open to considering just about anything. That's right. Because totally. when you are in that awful place of depression and super low self-esteem and self-hatred and you don't trust yourself and you are at an absolute low, that too is an opportunity that can help open your mind a little more to some concepts that sounded like absolute bull honky before. And that's, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Sometimes it takes a crisis, an absolute crisis and rock bottom low. Mm -hmm. to, and I mean, I know this is true in the addiction world, definitely as well. Like 
it takes that rock bottom low to open you up, to open your, your heart up and to release and surrender and say, you know what? I just don't freaking know anymore. That's right. Then, and just release. Like I, I give in and it's not, I give up. It's not, I give up. It's like, I just give in. I surrender because you just like, I surrender and I give it up. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's emotional release is huge in this process for sure. So we're going to start wrapping up here, Natalie, since we could be talking for many hours on this podcast, we're all about being epic, big stuff. So if you could have any superpower that you don't already have, what would it be? I think, um, you know, I, this is like a question I struggle with sometimes. I think like, uh, <laughs> what's in your, what, what just comes out for you? Maybe like being able to, um, communicate with everybody all the time. I don't know. Reading minds, reading minds would be it because what I practice all the time is reading people, right? I'm always trying to read people's emotions and their vibe and all of these things so I can create authentic. One of the courses I teach is creating um, a conscious culture. And one of the pieces is um, conscious communication. And so I spend all my time trying to read people and understand like, where are you at the, in this moment based on your tone and your body language and the things that you're saying so I can have an authentic and genuine and create this win-win connection so if i could read your mind i could do it even quicker <laughs> that might be good that might be a good uh good superpower <laughs> that would be pretty ninja that would be pretty amazing <clears throat> Natalie, thank you so much for being my guest today where can we find you online how can we follow you you know i'm on my website natalie Susie just basic spelling, natalie.com and also Instagram. So I do like a running spiritual post 24 seven on my stories that people tends to resonate with people. So if you're in this kind of a space right now, it might be a good idea to just go ahead and hop on Instagram and follow my story there. And I'm certain you will find, I hear this all the time. Like people come to me in their ditch moments or like your stories, your Instagram stories kept me grounded for the day. Thank you so much. Like I hear this a lot about those. So that's awesome. And your Instagram is at Natalie Susie. Yep. Same thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Thank you so oh. much. My pleasure. Thank you, Natalie. And so this is Nikki Bruno with Natalie Susie on the Epic Comeback. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life shattering situation, please visit theepiccomeback.com. <laughs>